This is the hundredth episode of my first step ever. There is just one thing that I want to tell you today. Just tune into this amazing episode and wait for the special giveaway by our special guest today, right towards the end of the episode. Enjoy. Hey there, I'm Vishani Nigam, and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast. I realize life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's. So after failing thousand times, I'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what I do the best, entertain and educate through podcasting, digital content creation and thought leadership. On this podcast, I uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life, build conviction to follow them and how to build systems to sustain them. And if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same, then I'm up for a chat on my Instagram handle, which is at my first step ever underscore in. But for now, if you want to achieve your goals and build never failing systems, then what are you waiting for? Let's get started. This is my first step ever and what a journey it has been. 100th episode. Today we are celebrating 100 episodes, 100 amazing stories, 100 reasons why you should have the conviction to take your first step and only listen to your inner voice. And today, to add to these amazing reasons and stories and emphasize on what is really, really important for you and reinforce what are those steps that can take you to your first step. We have all the way from USA, please welcome on my first step ever, Tegan Batos. Hi, Tegan. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. I am extremely excited to have you on the 100th episode of My First Step Ever because this journey started off with this intention of helping each and every one, especially the youth out there who are somewhere in their mid-20s or late-20s and kind of confused because they know what the inner voice is saying or probably they're still figuring out but Probably somewhere we are listening to a lot more other voices and maybe we don't have that conviction. And here we have you, someone who has made that life of her own, is happy on a journey of what you're doing and impacting other people's life. Help them get what they want in their professional career. So please join me in welcoming Tegan Bartos. She's an award-winning resume writer and certified career coach. Now, wouldn't you like to have her over here? She serves as a job search and careers subject matter expert for the National Resume Writers Association, Forbes, Business Insider, JobScan, and LinkedIn, which led to her top career expert to follow recognition on LinkedIn. And I must tell you, everyone who's listening to us, that is huge. Because on LinkedIn, at this point in time, there are many voices, there are several experts, and having to cut through those voices and have your voice heard in a manner that delivers clarity, which can also affect someone else's action and help them get to what they want is, it, this does mean something. So, 
Tegan has served over 3,500 professionals throughout her career for a former recruiter, workforce development leader for the Department of Labor Grants, and in her current role as the managing director of Jolt Your Career. This is such an interesting name. Before <laughs> I ask anything, you have done amazing things in your life. There are some mini milestones that I can see this. But I am very sure before you reach to this level of success, what you are, which in terms of whatever you define the success in your head, and if you feel that you are there over, I think you definitely are because you're helping so many people out there. I want to go trace back a few steps and, you know, go back to that growing little teenage girl, Tegan, and understand what were you doing then? Where were you? Oh, teenage Tegan was a mess. I have a really dysfunctional family. And so I've got my mother who, you know, did her best to provide everything for me as a, as a single mom at the time. And then I had a really dysfunctional other side of my family. And so I was a teenager. My little sister had just been kidnapped and my other sisters were, were being sold for drugs. And that type of violence and trauma as a teenager made me pursue a career in wanting to help others. And so teenage Tegan went to college to uh, have an impact in social services. I graduated during the 2008 recession when the economy everywhere, but where I'm from in the United States was crashing. And my first job out of college was rescinded. I was going to be working at the juvenile detention facility in Cook County, one of the largest correctional facilities in the area. Worked out for the best because I ended up working for a Department of Labor grant, which here in the United States, basically there's funding to help support various individuals to have success in their career. So this program was specifically for people up to age 26. And it was for people who had come from backgrounds like me, you know, weren't privileged, had really difficult traumatic situations to overcome. And they were deciding that they were going to take ownerships of their life and their path and pursue higher education and find a fulfilling career that could afford them the lifestyle that they wanted. Well, so not the, not the answer you're probably expecting. <laughs> This is definitely quite a difficult and a challenging situation, I think, that you grew up in. And I really don't know, you know, what to say over here because it, it must have been a very challenging phase of your life. And I'm sure a lot of thoughts must have crossed your mind at that point in time when you were growing up. Just to put little things into perspective for our listeners over here, I understand that while you were growing up, you might have different challenges as well. So over here, I'm going to ask Tegan a question. And by all means, if you're comfortable to answer that, Tegan, on a, on a very brief note, you know, and a high level note, when you were feeling different kinds of, you know, emotions throughout that phase, when you were growing up and then you decided to, you know, pursue your career, study and make something useful out of your time. How did you channelize or navigate your thought process, the fears, and then come to a conclusion, let me make some use of my life? Because it is not so easy to come out of such difficult situation and you have done it. So I would really like you to share that thought process. 
with our listeners because whatever situation they are in, we are all in different situations, but we as humans deal with similar emotions and probably you taking us through your steps of how did you, you know, understand that situation, go past food might, might really help a lot of us. I think, especially when we're a young adult, we have a calling, we have something that's driving us to do something. Maybe that's something different than our families would like. I have so many friends whose parents wanted them to become an engineer or a doctor or whatever it may be. And maybe they wanted to be a chef or maybe they felt being called to serve um, in the military. And it's difficult when your family, regardless of what your circumstances are, whether it be your family or society are calling you one way, but your heart is calling you another way. And you only get one life to live. And so while we're here, it's, it's, you have to decide, are you going to make the best of it? And are you going to listen to what you really want? Because at the end of the day, you can always change careers. I I have a, a client right now whose daughter went to school for sewing and now she makes some of the best costumes for Disney. And I mean, this client was traumatized that her daughter wanted to go to university to sew and she ended up making a career of it. And I've had other clients who have tried to make a career out of something that they weren't as excited about and ultimately ended up pivoting in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And so when I was at that phase of life, there was no other option. I was going to help change the world. But then reality smacked me in the face. My job offer was taken from me and I had to take a government job that didn't pay well. I couldn't find any other work. I had to work another job in the liquor industry just to pay my bills. And so if you feel yourself being called to something, really evaluate what is the life that I want for my future and can this sustain that? And sometimes that's a no, it just is. And then you keep that as a hobby and you find something else that isn't gonna be soul sucking every day. And if you pick one path and later decide to go down another path, that's totally normal. And so if you are an emerging workforce, coming into the workforce and you're thinking, I'm not really sure what I want to do, just take a deep breath because it's okay to change your mind down the road. Just start with something, build that skill set, and then you can expand as you go along. That That's incredible, Tegan. And I see the pattern that, that that's just one important key aspect that you've mentioned which sort of takes away everything that a person is thinking at that point in time. Whatever questions that you have, what do I want to do? I don't like this. People are not treating me well. Why is it happening to me? All sorts of questions, all valid questions. Let me tell you, my listeners, they're all valid questions. But here is the key that Tegan has shared that has helped her come out of the situation that she was in and finally be where she is. Of course, she has had her own struggles, her challenges throughout the journey, and we will be getting to that. But the very first thought process, everything starts with your thoughts. The very first thought process is, what is your calling? And even if you don't really understand at that point in time, if that is what you want to do, you might be leaning towards something. Everyone likes to do something. 
So you could develop something on that path and just pick that path and see where you go. So thank you, Tegan, for taking us through that journey. Now, having discussed this, you know, listening to your calling, listening to your feeling, one can't reach anywhere without taking some actionable, logical steps. And that's exactly what you started off with. So the next question that I have for you is, what were your next steps? What were your next move when you understood that, you know, the job that you were looking out for did not work for you. And then you went to the government job. From there, what happened that you came into this amazing career that you're in, which is really helping and impacting people out there? Oh, I was a pit bull early in my career. If I saw some type of inefficiency or injustice or an opportunity to get involved. I raised my hand. I knocked on doors. I found a way to get it done. And I'm an introvert. It is very difficult for me oh. to talk to other people. But because I was so passionate about wanting to make sure the people I was serving was cared for, that my coworkers had the best opportunities available to them, and selfishly me, that I was treated right. I, I stood up for things and I did so in a way based on building relationships. And that's something that everybody needs throughout their life. We need relationships. Careers are built on your relationships with people. And so when you go in and you see something that you want done, you ask questions, you listen to what others are saying, what's been done before, what's been tried, what are budgets, et cetera. And then when you come up with creative solutions and, and cost efficient solutions, and ideally if they're free, leadership's more likely to say yes. And then you can start doing things. So in my career, I was rapidly promoted into various leadership positions quickly and I was at the age of the demographic my organization was serving. And then I was hit by a semi-truck. A fuel tanker hit me on the expressway and I almost died. And it was at that point that I realized the hustle culture that I had been living, working nonstop, fighting red tape, that I was making an impact at a local level, but if I really wanted to in, make an impact in the way that was going to also afford me a personal life as well, I had to change the way I was doing things. And so I ended up, when I got cleared to return to work after I went through physical therapy, I ended up working for reduction in force program. So that means when a company lays off massive amounts of people they have to abide by certain laws from the government to provide resources to help job seekers get back employed quickly. So in that job, I made relationships with companies and helped companies see the value in hiring people that they might not otherwise have taken into consideration. It was a fantastic experience, but again, it didn't pay well. And when you're younger, sometimes what you make doesn't matter as much because you can live off of peanut butter and jelly and pasta and, you know, nasty apartments. But once you start to get closer to your 30s and want to travel and have a different type of lifestyle, money, you start to think about you want to make more money. And so I left government work and I became a recruiter. And so I, I sold out and I started placing people in positions that my clients were looking to fill. 
And I did fantastic at it. I was, you know, top of my new hire class. I was being tapped by leadership for different initiatives. Hated the job. I just, I didn't like the fact that the best candidate didn't always get the job. I didn't like that hiring managers would say no woman for this job or no person of color or only a person of color because then they're going to pay them less. I saw the nastiest of the nastiest when I was in this job, and then I was asked to forge resumes. And that drew the line for me. I cannot sacrifice my integrity for paycheck. So I quit with no plan, none at all, which I know that's a terrible step, but that was at the position that I was in. And because I had been writing resumes on the side, I just knew, well, I can write more resumes until I find my next job. And I started writing so many resumes and I started coaching so many clients that the referrals just kept coming in. And then before you knew it, I had a full-blown business, which six years later, here I am with a whole entire team supporting me and having worked with not only private clients, I now work with multiple boot camps in tech. I now work with multiple executive search firms, prepping candidates for their, for their panels, also work with corporations on recruitment best practices, because when you've seen the bad, you can also figure out what things need to be done for the good. And so that's what brought me to where I am today. Tegan, this is an incredible journey that you had had. Definitely, so many ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, it, it just doesn't cease, you know, I think the, the, the sort of the drama that you had in life and by, by all means in all um uh, with, with all respect, because I think you lows were really, really difficult, and your highs, which I hope and I'm praying that you get even bigger over here and better going forward. Around that time, you know, when uh, you were dealing with all these conflict, the values that you had, and what the world was proposing, that let me say is a really big and a bold step that you took. Just saying no. A scary step. It's, yes. it's really difficult when you're in a position. And it, a lot of young people find themselves in this position where they're asked to do things that they don't feel comfortable with, where they're treated with disrespect from their company, where they know that they're not being paid appropriately. So many of us face this. And we have a choice. We have a choice to stay or we have a choice to leave. Now, I don't recommend it. Just leaving without a backup plan like I did, that was painful. But if you know you're in that position, know that it's within you to change that and start taking steps to, to, to go elsewhere. And I would say, I, I can't agree more when you say that if you really want to take a next step, have something in mind, calculate the next steps. You should know where you're going because when you just, are there in the vacuum and you have nothing going on, it's very easy to get drowned into that, you know, depressive state that nothing is taking place. There's no action that we need to do. So the way our mind and body works, we need some sort of, you know, even minute goals each day to get us along to from one check post to the other check post slowly, steadily. And I think I can completely understand what he can say is that that's something that one mom must not do because I have once been in that boat as well. <laughs> and that was scary. You know, the moment when you do it, you feel like just do it because you can't live like this, which is all good. Having a plan is actually quite helpful. So from there, Tegan, 
uh, as you were mentioning that you out of the feeling to help other people and be on the right path as you mentioned you started writing taking whatever job at that point in time that came to you what do you think in that time if if there's anyone who's listening to us actually is in the same boat you know they are at a place where they're still figuring out that let me just take some work for the time being so if they are in the same boat what really helped you uh, agree to the situation of just start just let me start doing something at this point in time and how did you envision the next few steps from there yeah i i was fortunate because throughout my career at this point and i had already gained a reputation for being good at helping people find jobs and so once i started letting people know that if they needed support with writing the resume the floodgates opened and at this point in time i was no longer being held captive to the red tape that the government put me through I was no longer on the terms of the hiring managers who were hiring me to fill their positions. I could take away all of that and really serve job seekers in the best way that I knew how. And part of that was investing in myself. I mean, I had just left a lucrative job and was figuring things out financially, but I still invested in myself. I paid thousands of dollars to improve my writing skills and my business acumen. I took resume writing courses just to make sure I stayed up to date on best practices. I hired a business coach to figure out how to navigate the pieces of potentially starting my business and what that would look like. I hired a website designer to get things up and running. And over the years, I've continued to invest in myself to make my my professional brand, to elevate my professional brand and to elevate the offerings that I'm able to provide people. It doesn't just happen overnight to get good at something. You have to practice, you have to work towards it. And eventually your skills improve and you're able to charge more or you're able to make more money if you're a corporate employee. You're able to have more insight because the longer you're doing things, and quite frankly, the more you struggle at them, the better you're going to get at navigating through those difficult times and building up that resiliency to find a way to make it through. The best part about this period in my life is I had fantastic mentors. I would listen to other people in my industry And they're so generous with their time and their knowledge. I joined um, associations in my industry to have access to training and mentorship and networking opportunities. And by having a well-rounded approach to, do I even want to do this moving forward? It ended up paying off because I did continue doing it moving forward. But even if I didn't do it. You know, if I was to return to corporate life, all of that training would have positioned me really well to go into any HR role or any people operations role that I wanted to. So the investment would have been worth it regardless of which path I would take. And so if you're in a position where you're not sure what comes next for you and you're just take a deep breath 
and have enough money to pay your bills, find something to sustain you until you decide what's next. And don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. YouTube has so many resources. Udemy, I mean, there's so many different free, affordable, and of course, high cost programs out there to help you navigate, quickly learn what you need to learn to reach that next goal in your life. Egan, what I see in, in your journey over here and what I hear is actually a lot of steps that you have taken. You might be fortunate, as you said, but I think you have taken a lot of efforts, even if at the point when you already had earned your name, you did put in a lot of effort over, even in that situation. So if I can summarize for my listeners, what you really can start off with if you're in that situation is understand that what you are good at so far, what do you think that people have come and told you, oh, you're really good at that. Can you, can you please help me with this? The help is a value that you're providing someone. So think of what value can you add to someone else? And from there you start. The second step and very important step that Tegan mentioned in her journey is that she was not afraid of investing in herself even when she was trying to figure out her finances. Now, this can, this might or might not be a situation for a lot of us, but as Tegan mentioned, there are free resources on online, YouTube, and you can always, if you're not able to maybe reach out to a particular person that you would like them to mentor you, this is the third very important point, you can always go up on YouTube and Google the people, read about them, what they did, how they navigated until you're in a situation where you can reach somewhere. Even people in your own surrounding, in your own circle, that there must be one person you feel, oh, this person is wise. Whatever steps the person has taken has really worked out. It's logical. Sometimes it does backfire, but they have some sense. They make some sense. If you find that kind of a person, reach out to them. Always be very careful of whom you're surrounding yourself with. So, Tegan, thank you so much. I see so much uh, value in what you're sharing with us today. And the journey that you have taken is in, is definitely filled with lots, lots of your strength that you have put in and efforts to come through and be where you are at. You clearly did not have a very straight trajectory growing like this. Even when you had a very good start to the career and you were doing well, there was a downfall, but then you pick yourself up and it just went like this. It went like this and you had the right people, the right tool, and most importantly, the right mindset to actually survive and thrive in that phase and come out over here. So thank you so much, Tegan. And one very quick question I have, because we have you over here, it's an honor. Whoever was listening to us today in the year 2023, if they're looking out for the professional career, what are the, some top three job search tips that you can give us today? Sure. Well, the top number one starting point ever in a job search is having clarity. What are your values? What are your driving forces? What are your non-negotiables? What are your likes and dislikes? When you can have clarity on who you are, own that and confidently move forward. Turn down jobs and companies that don't align with your goals and only like really narrow in and get focused on the ones that are exciting for you the one because that's going to help you stay on the right path. Once you have that clarity, 
elevate your professional brand. Really take time to decide who do you want others to see you as? Because when you put effort into thinking about how you talk about yourself, how you present yourself, that's going to train other people into how to believe in you. And at the end of the day, people hire people that they know, like, and trust. So if people can feel you and like you before ever even meeting you just on your LinkedIn profile or your resume or word of mouth from someone else, it significantly increases the chances of you getting the job. And then my third step would be to have both a reactive and a proactive strategy to what comes next in your career. Reactive is taking opportunities that come to you, applying to jobs that are posted online, where proactive is being really intentional about thinking about what companies you would love to work at. And then going after those companies, introducing yourself to hiring leaders or professionals in the category of work that you're interested in. Go to their hiring events, whether that be in person or virtual. Really study up on these companies so that way when you do finally get an opportunity to present yourself to them, you're prepared with exactly how you are going to benefit their company. Just like... You, how do you help people? Well, this is how I'm going to help you. From what I know, this is the value that I can add to your organization. And those are the, my top three tips and my those three steps that are really going to help you. And if I can add a four? Yes, please go ahead. Well, I would love to give your viewers today for this 100th episode a gift. So if you go to my website, www.joltyourcareer.today, backslash gift. I have a secret page that is hidden on my website. You can only get to it if you do backslash gift. It's going to be resume templates, cover letter templates, a hidden job market guidebook, my LinkedIn SOPs on how to optimize your profile for both the algorithm and human readers. And it's all for free. You just put in your email address and it shoots it all in the email to you. Wow, what an incredible gift on this 100th episode. Tegan, thank you so much. Uh, every Everything that you've mentioned is, is so logical and it really helps you get through. For everyone who's listening to us today, I know you're already excited. I will leave the link definitely. You can get connected with her if you want to take this process further because all you have heard her today is just the tip of iceberg that. So thank you so much, Tegan, on being on my first step ever and giving out such a special gift for us, for the <laughs> listeners. I would grab it if I was in that position for sure. And I'm happy that you have done that so generously over here. Thank you so much. Before you take a leave, I always request my guest speakers to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that you really resonate with. My favorite saying, and I say it all the time. So if you start following me on LinkedIn, listeners, you're going to get it a lot. Good people know good people. I truly believe that. And so if you surround yourself with good people who are giving, and that doesn't mean they're a pushover. It just means that that you're a good person and you you may make mistakes, but at the end of the day, you treat people with respect. When you cultivate yourself a tribe, it doesn't matter if they're closer associates. When you focus on finding good people and keeping good people in your circle, in your extended network, 
you will find that life is so much more fulfilling that when you need something, there's people there to help support you. And when you're celebrating wins, you've got a whole entire community of people celebrating for you and reminding you how amazing you are, even when you forget it. And so good people know good people. Woohoo! That's a cheer for the victory. I just feel so happy that we have such an amazing vibe today in the virtual studio. I really feel that with you, Tegan. Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure having you on the 100th episode and add so much value at the very beginning of this year to many more episodes. Thank you so much for being on my first step ever. And to all my listeners, I'll be with you very, very shortly once again. And thank you so much for staying tuned with my first step ever so far. It has been an incredible journey. If you like what you've heard or you want to probably add your two cents, please, you can always connect with me on my first step ever underscore IN Instagram account. Or there's a lot of other ways that you can reach out to me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. But for now, thank you, Tegan, for being on my first step ever. Hi, my friends. If you have reached thus far today, firstly, thank you so much. It really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed. So why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes? I love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them. So you can follow me on my Instagram handle, which is at my first step ever underscore in and subscribe to my youtube channel for weekly video updates and yes if you like what i do over here follow my first step ever on google apple or spotify and please drop your rating to my show and comment well this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as i help you in your journey in taking the first step ever until next time start believing in yourself and most importantly keep believing in yourself <laughs>